We'll get into the message this evening. You probably think, wow, is he ever, 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 I want you to know what's going on. And it's not because of me and what I'm doing. It's because the Lord is allowing us to do. Why? Because the most important thing in the world is the Word of God. The most powerful thing is the Word of God. He spoke and this world was made into existence. Everything about it that we're enjoying and taking for granted and still trying to learn. He spoke. And it happened. In fact, over in Isaiah, I think it's the 54th chapter, it talks about it over there, how all the weapons of war of mankind are of no effect. God's Word. And I know, being in the military, I know we got some pretty fun little things out there that can do some pretty fun things. But they're of no effect. You think of God's Word. And you know what? Man can do anything and everything he wants to do. But God changed the heart. We can't change the heart. We can operate on it. We can play with it. We can do a lot of things to keep a lot alive. But we can't change the heart. And that's what's needed in America as well as around the world. We need a heart change. We need to get people to understand that. Luke chapter number 5, we're going to read verse 11 verses. It says, And it came to pass that the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of God's Spirit. Now, I'm going to stop right there and do that through the verses. i point out a couple of things before we get into the message. But notice that the people pressed upon him. Why? To hear the word. They wanted to know what he had to say. It was renowned by this time, and they wanted to hear what he had to say. You know what? We would be smart and way ahead in life if we would press the Word of God, to hear the Word of God, to read since we have the Word of God, rather than want to spend time and hear news commentators. We'll spend hours wasted we could have been reading the Bible and learned all of what we needed to know. Verse number two. And so the standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he came into one of the ships, which was Simon, and prayed him that they would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he brought the people out of the ship. Now, when he hath speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down on your, what's that? Nets, plural, right? Yes, for draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have all the night and have taken nothing, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the Net, not plural. Words have meaning. Big meaning. We'll see the outcome. What is it? And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and nets break. Now I'm going to stop right there because that's a lot of circumstances in our life. I don't know what profession each of you have done or prefer to be known for doing in life. 
But how many times do we get the attitude of, I'm the expert, I know what I'm doing, and we don't want to listen to somebody when they give us instruction? Been there, done that. Got sick heavily for doing, right? Peter here is kind of showing a little attitude. He said, we've been doing it all night long. I'm the expert fisherman. Lord, you don't go fishing. And you're telling me what to do? But, and she's a little bit of an attitude, nevertheless, I will let down what? I'm going to prove wrong. Right? A lot of times that's us, especially if we're below 18. Well, below 30. Well, below 80. Well, if we're alive. We have to learn the hard way. I enjoy hearing uh, Brother Forsberg as he preaches because they're life applications and we can all relate to. And you know what? That's what the Lord's doing right here. He says, I'm going to make you, Mr. Expert with an attitude, eat your words. I know I created the fish. I give you the knowledge to make a net. I know the, the capability of it. Better than you. Stop right there for a second. We're in our profession. Engineer. Farmer. I don't know. Anything and everything that you've ever done in life. And, and, and you get to the point where you, you know a little bit about it, right? But there's a lot of it that still God is in control. How many of you control your breath? Your heartbeat? Fuel devices? Seed that's going to grow. Rain that you need to make the seed grow. Productivity, capability of the soil, nutrients in the soil, organisms that make it so that it'll grow plants. The bugs that come to eat your plants causes you problems. He's in charge. He knows. He created it. He sends it along as we need or sometimes as we need punishment from, right? Wouldn't it be nice if we, in our little finite wisdom, ability to knowledge of, would quit the attitude thing and say, you know, I may have done this 50 years, but I still realize he can control the outcome. How many of us can have, and we know of people, that the doctor said, you've got an incurable, you're going to die from things. I know people that lived a long time past that, and some of them who got a cancer-free or what tumor? We can't see seeing on anything anymore. Why? God answered prayer. And yet we have the little attitude about, and we let that attitude interfere with what God really wants to bless us with to be an influence to others out there. That's the rest of the story here this evening. Simon answered and said, Master, we've talked all night and we've taken nothing. I'm the expert. Right? And I got nothing out of it. Sometimes that happens. In fact, last time I was in India, it was kind of fun. I'm on the southern tip of India. That's where the Arabian Sea, the, Bay, the Indian Ocean, and the Bay of Bengal all meet. And so therefore, the Hindu gods, they have one time in their life down there on a pilgrimage. And then they dip in that. 
But I'm down there, and I'm noticing as I'm walking around, it's a tourist trap, okay, but I'm walking around that the boats are getting ready to go out in the evening. And on the front of one of those boats, in great big letters that are about this high, and it's probably a 30-foot-long fishing boat. This is why I'm bringing it out. It says right on the front from there to praise the Lord. I had to zero my phone in to take a picture of that because why? I pray there are Christians. There are Christians in India. Especially in the southern part of India. Do you know what? What better way to have your boat named something that's going to honor and glorify the Lord? Praise the Lord. Now, I wonder if they bring in more fish than anybody else. I don't know. I didn't ask them. But you know what? Peter here, here. He said, Lord, I've done it all night long. I'm Mr. Expert, and I come back empty-handed. And you're going to tell me to put a net down. No, he said, nets. Why? Because of what happened. And when they had done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled what? Both the ships so that they began to sink. Filled them full. Hmm. Mr. Expert had, had caught a fish, right? Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on his knees and depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You talk about humble. Boy, if, boy, if we could just be that verse. And let the Lord work through us and show us. And you know what? I have to say right here, right now, praise the Lord, because I got a printer. When I started doing this ministry of world missions, bearing precious seed, one September 2001, I had no clue what God would do with this ministry. I had eight churches at the time that Brother Byers started and were working scriptures, and they were able to work up a container of scripture a year. That's about 280 to 290,000 scriptures a year. He told me, Samuel, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a struggle. I had no clue, but the, but the Lord has blessed in the last 20, 20 years. And now we have over 45 churches that are working scripture, supporting the ministry, helping us to stay on the, the roll, helping us to buy a roll, roll of the paper so that they can print the scripture on. And I have had the privilege of going and seeing people that's been saved as well. All I can do is thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be a part of what you had in store. I could have said, Lord, I'm not. I'm here. I, I, I retired from the military. I, I could, Lord. But you know what? God uses the impossible, the impossible situations to make happen what He wants to happen. Not what we think we're capable of making happen for Him. We've got to get our, get our party. We've got to humble ourselves and realize it's not about me. In fact, when I was raised in a small town in East Kansas, a hundred people, Bronson, Kansas. Look it up on an app if it's on there. I never imagined allowing to literally be around the globe in over 50 countries of the world, seeing people, not even being able to talk to them, but through an interpreter. 
But God, but God is showing me everywhere I've been and everything that I've done. It's all about the soul of them that's important. Those that do not have, those that have better than what we do. All of them have a soul and all of them need Jesus Christ. That's the need. The want is everything else. We got our priorities. I'm telling you folks, we want, we don't need. Here he, Simon realized, Lord, Lord, I'm a sinful man and I had a heart problem. I had a problem with humility. Thank you, Lord, for humbling me. Many times we need to say that. Thank you, Lord, for humbling me. In any and every situation that we've been in, we're not the expert. We don't know better than He. We have an open mind and we realize the Lord is wanting to use us. Look at every situation and everything that we've put through as an opportunity to be used of Him to reach others. That's what it's about. For he was astonished at all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, he knew his heart. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Wouldn't it have been nice to start back in verse number 1? And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon to hear the word of God, and that they saw Peter, James, James, and John following the Lord faithfully and knew that they were disciples of, and so therefore... They were told to go out and, and he preached to the people. And then he says, let's go fishing, guys. And they dropped their nets instead of net. And they brought in two boats of the fish. Financially blessed them, right? That's not what these verses say, right? Why? Because of us. We are robbing ourselves of blessings each and every day of our life. By not listening to what the Lord is trying to do with us, through us, using us. I we're on earth for Him. We're not here to please Him in we. He is using us to reciprocate and to please Him. It's, it's not me working and doing to make him happy, it's because I follow him and do what he tells me to do that he's happy with me. See, we have to get our attitude to changed around life. And we have to realize that the Lord is wanting us through the life he's using, whether it be farming or anything else, pastoring, being a wife at home with kids, to use other people for him. And even though we may have a PhD, that's, that's a pretty high degree, by the way, not what the world wants it to do. But if we realize that he can give us the knowledge and we use that, because I think the Bible tells us too, there's no wisdom in the grave that thou goest. You know, we can read and we can get a degree 
But unless we let the knowledge that he's given us and the capability he instills in us to be used, we are worthless. It's only because of him that we are worth something. They realized that and they said here, don't worry, worry. henceforth thou shalt catch men to fish. You know what's more valuable than economics? Finances, gold, all of the precious minerals of the earth. Your soul. Your soul. They were trying to make a living. They did a very good job. They didn't get any fish. But the Lord blessed them in spite of them and what they knew so that they could provide a little living. That doesn't say because the focus isn't on how much money they made off of the fish. The importance of this whole message and these scriptures right here is the fact that he got our attention and helped them to realize the souls of men are valuable and that's what he really wanted them to do. And it took the humbling of an, of an expert fisherman to realize, Lord, I'm worthy. You humbled me. And the Lord knew that. And he said, if you're not, i got a better plan for you. You know, I, I, my testimony, and I've told you probably before how I had a plan to retire from the army. Never have to lift a finger, get a paycheck every month, and not, not have to. But the Lord said, Samuel, that's not what I want you to do. Samuel, that's not what's important. Yes, you could. That's not what I want you doing. He did allow me to retire in 2011, a little later than I had originally planned. And see on a couple of deployments over there to Afghanistan. Don't ask me about it. I'm not going there. But it, it was all to wake me up and to realize that even those people in those countries in those conditions the soul that needs Jesus Christ. How many of us will take the opportunity every day to witness to somebody? The Lord puts them in our pathway for a reason. The most important thing that we have to do in life is not to take care of the farm, not to take care of the business, not to take the business we need to be taken care of is the souls of man. And when we have the opportunity every day as we're interfacing with people in whatever profession that we're making on, do we take the opportunity to witness for the Lord as we're doing it? We are robbing ourselves of a blessing, number one. The Holy Spirit's talking to us and we don't realize the hearts of men are more important. We just express to the others how much of a blessing we get each and every day by seeing changed lives and come to know the Lord or maybe even attend services that aren't now. How many of us also are not following the instructions that are given to us? We are hearing what we want to hear out of a conversation. Lord, I heard you say, say N-E-T, but I didn't hear the S, or I didn't want to hear the, the S. And sometimes we use the excuse, we heard the S, 
We just didn't want to do it because it would mean more work putting them out and bringing them back in. Right? Yeah. We don't follow the instructions that are given to us. In the military, whenever I give an operations order, that's where I give instructions to a bunch of people to execute a mission. It's out into six different paragraphs and we cover everything you can imagine and think of. And when they get done with this, and sometimes the production is an hour long, especially when you get a several people that are trying to make a thing happen, when you, when you get done with that, you start asking questions. It's called a brief back method. And the pastor was to do that after every sermon, he'd have to have a few more minutes than I've got remaining to see if you heard what was imparted to you. But I would ask them, literally, I would say, okay, so-and-so, stand up. Give me what the situation is that we're going into. See if they paid the attention. You, tell me, what, what is the operation supposed to consist of? You, how are we going to get our, our chow we're doing? You, how are we going to get resupplied to fuel as we're doing it? You, how much work are we supposed to accomplish today? You, and they have to pay attention and as we do it. The Lord said, here, you know what? I'm just asking you to do one thing with the life given to you. And he said that to each and every one of us. He's given us a life. And he said, I have an important job for you to do. It's more invaluable, more valuable, excuse me, than anything else. It's to reach the souls of people. Yeah, you can do that whatever profession you're in. But he says, the most important thing for you to do is to reach souls. I praise the Lord. I've got to see some people in the military get saved. We were talking this morning about your people. How do you pay attention to what they have for you? Leadership isn't always just one-way dictating. It's more listening and paying attention than it is just telling. You know, when you hear people that are out there that have a problem, that have a concern, that have a stress in their life, have something happen out of the norm of their life, and they don't know how to control it. If you listen to what they say, and you correct what you studied from the Word of God, you can give them an answer that will satisfy their every need, provide for them the correct answer on the right way to do things, so they don't have to learn the hard way. If we just follow the instructions and realize that we are supposed to be doing the job that us here to do, our life would be a whole lot more blessed than what sometimes we struggle through life with. And I praise the Lord for, for doing what I'm, I love what I'm doing. There are jobs I don't like being, but I have the right attitude that says, you know what, Lord wants to show me or the Lord wants to use me, endure, so that you, you can be the right witness to those individuals. And then the last thing, how many of us are not doing what we're told to do in God's time? Ooh, Brother Martin, that's harsh. Yeah, it, it is. Do you know what? There's a right time and a wrong time. There's a time I'm a part of us. The fields are white under harvest. 
pretty soon it's going to be time here to harvest the crops. What happens if you wait until next year about this time to take out this year's crops? That work, does it? You know what? We can't count on somebody falling in behind us, no matter what our age is. Can't count on somebody coming in behind us to do the harvesting that's required right now. We can't say, okay, college, get out because we're waiting for you to graduate. And in four years, when you graduate, you're going to pastor the church. You know what Brother Benwell did when he first went to college? First year. And in fact, he was reprimanded by his college professor. You need to be studying. Don't be on the weekends going back home preaching. Steady. Justice started five churches. He was a freshman in Bible college. Nine-hour ride one morning where he was going to school. He quit school because by the time he had fixed all of the finished out three and a half years, he had over 45 churches that the Lord had allowed him to start. Thousands of people being saved. Why? The time is now. The time is now for us to be witnessing to the people who are right now going through a lot of difficulties and uncertainties and fears that are being implemented by the government and politics. Now, I won't get involved in that, but I'm telling you, right, right, you have people that are afraid what they need is the, the, the pure calmer. They need the Bible. And if you've been in any church in any length of time and you've studied any scripture, better, better yet, you do that. Just get a turn in Romans and say, here, here, read it. It'll answer your questions. But the people are hungry right now because they know that the, the government's not right. They know that it's all political. They don't know what the, the truth is. Is a shot right? Is a shot wrong? Is a mask right? Is a shot? Don't know. And you know what? That's why physicians are, are practicing medicine. Okay? Get that? Practicing? They don't know it all. And how many times has it changed over the years already and the months that we've been going through with just COVID? As well as cancer, heart problems, lung problems, all those other things that man has faced for years. Why? God's in control of it. I don't worry about it, folks. I may have or I may not have had COVID. I don't know, but I've been around thousands of people who have had it. I trust the Lord. He's the one that's going to keep my heart beating. My lungs breathe in oxygen. If we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to do, do what He's asked us to do now, He's going to, last song, who's going to take them out of their hand? Nobody can take them out of God's hand. I don't know where your faith and trust is just tonight. I don't know how well you're listening to the injunctions that are being given to you from the Word of God. But I'm telling you what, God controls us at all. We better be listening to Him. He's the one that knows when your time is up. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Even are you robbing yourself of a blessing by not paying attention to the instructions 
and the timing that the Lord has for you? I don't know, but you do. The Lord speaking to your heart tonight about a matter. Now is the time. Heed what He's asking. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for these few verses that we read tonight out of Luke about how that You used the fish to humble people who thought they were an expert, who wanted to do it on their time instead of Your time. And Lord, Lord, we thank You for the verses that tell us that we need to listen to You and in Your time following the instructions You give will be blessed. I pray, Lord, that tonight speak to the hearts of each and every individual that are here. Lord, they're struggling with something, and I pray that they'll reach out to the pastor and ask him, help me, give me guidance, and not go to the world. Lord, work now on this invitation time, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed and every